listeners, welcome back. You're listening to the Spice Cast here on Spice Radio. I'm your host tonight, Mr. Daniel Bullard. Uh, Benjamin Joe's a little bit under the weather tonight, so here's hoping he feels better. And uh, with us in the studio tonight, we've got Matt Bakula, Benjamin Ryan, and J.D. Fry from the Pizza Party Massacre, the show over at Low Mill, which is kind of like a half-haunted house, half-classic uh, 80s pizza parlor, complete with arcade games, uh, malfunctioning animatronics, and disgruntled employees. Thanks for being with us tonight. Thank you for having us. <laughs> Likewise, thanks for having us. So, um, one of y'all want to tell me kind of like how, what was the genesis of the Pizza Party Massacre, how you guys got the idea and put it all together? It's, uh, this is its third year running, right? Correct. Third year running. Um, first, uh, inspiration being, uh, just those crazy robots that move so weird and are scary and fun at the same time. The animatronic stuff from my own personal fourth grade birthday party uh, and and earlier, uh, we were just uh, I just wanted to see that thing happen in a in a like drive it over the edge with the scary part. Uh, didn't want to do regular old haunted house um, that's just sort of you know played out or whatever just the regular kind of scare, kind of haunted house or whatever, but uh, I just needed a show that could could show off all of that stuff and still possibly scare people, but mainly just entertainment. Um, I heard uh, somebody say it was basically like trying to create that that great existential disappointment you felt if you were like a kid in the 80s and 90s and you grew up going to showbiz pizza and later on Chuck E. Cheese it was either the greatest day of your life or it was the most terrifying sometimes both yeah when Matt first came up with the idea the the immediate thing that went, came to my head was the whole goal for this show is to ruin people's childhoods <laughs> they hadn't been ruined already yeah we just make them rise back like a phoenix I had good times <laughs> at showbiz disappointment yeah. at Chuck E. Cheese but showbiz was always always a blast yeah, it was it was always a little bit like uh, like going to a carnival. It was fun, but there was kind of that like edge. Like some kid would get trampled in the ball pit, or some kid would freak out and you know poop his pants in the middle of the show, or yes, you know but, some disgruntled teenager working there would like yell at you for spilling a drink or something like that. And that's Just, grabbing open opening night. <laughs> that's what made it so magical, though. Yeah. And uh, today I met a former Chuck E. Cheese employee that actually played Chuck E. Cheese when she was 16, and she said that uh, typically she got beat up by nine-year-old boys because the fun thing was to go like punch Chuck E. Cheese as hard as you could. Oh my god! And so like one day there was this um, group of them that were all totally into punching Chuck E. Cheese, and so she got pummeled. One day during a birthday party. Oh, yeah. man. And you, you can't hit back if you're Chucky, because that's uh, yeah. <laughs> ruined the illusion. Chucky Cheese <laughs> has nards. <laughs> so, uh, tell me a little bit about the characters in the show, because there's, there's a bunch of them, and they're all kind of modeled after uh, Rock of Fire Explosion, and I guess whatever... I can't even remember what Chucky's band was called when they changed the name. Oh, me neither. But uh, yeah. just those, those crazy nobody animatronics. Cares. Yeah, nobody cares. <laughs> Yeah, and to say model after, we could just go ahead and say we stole basically 90% of 
all the ideas. Yeah. Straight from the rocket fire explosion. But you, you put your own little horror <clears throat> spin on it as well. Like, you've instead of, I guess, I think it was like a bird or something they had in the oil drum, you've got like a mutated, radiated, melting mouse or yeah. something. His name yeah. is Melty Mouse. Yeah. In fact. Yeah. He's, uh, yeah, exactly. So just using, using the visuals of that stage show, uh, just kind of putting new faces on them and the, the more twisted, uh, the better, uh, we have. So our comedian act, our magic show comedian act, uh, is, a scary clown and his, uh, his dancing skeleton boy as the ventriloquist dummy kind of thing. Uh, there is Melty Mouse, of course, his counterpart, the Billy Bob to our show, uh, is Hootsie the Owl, uh, who owns a chop house. He's a butcher. And so that's his little corner. And then, uh, leader of the band is a cockroach named Scats, um, which is a highly inappropriate name we've come to discover. <laughs> and a play off of Fats. Yeah, yeah. Fat, Fats Domino, the uh, piano playing gorilla. Um, uh, the others, in, drummer is a space frog named Croakstar. That's me. Um, he's a uh, intergalactic uh, beat master and <laughs> rapper. As it goes. You had to see the first show to get the real backstory for Crookstar. Yeah. I just got one-liners in these, in, in this one, pretty much. But yeah. Intergalactic tadpole. Yeah. <laughs> it was like you were sent into space as an experimenter or something. And Yep. I think that is kind of according where we came According up with to that. everything that I wrote yeah. for the program, <laughs> that's what it was. Yeah. That was, it was. Oh, we should have brought one of those. Yeah, I, I remember I went to, I went the uh, to the first year and and I had no idea what I was walking into. My girlfriend was like, "We got to go see this thing. I've heard a lot about it." And uh, just reading the program, I'm like, "Oh, this is gonna be good." <laughs> and like, uh, usually a member of the audience will die at some point during the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not sure if that tradition's continued this year, but y'all don't have to spoil it or anything. No. Well, somebody dies. Some people There's always die. surprises, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I, I, I don't want to shortchange the show because we do have Tierra Twinkles, right? Tierra Twinkles, still our pleasure bot. Um, yeah. And she's, then, uh, you know, just a rusty old prostitute, basically. I mean, <laughs> uh, whatever like, the equivalent. Let's not mix words here, yeah. She's a sex robot. Robot prostitute is. She's retired. She's now an entertainer. I mean, she does what she does best. She's still now on stage. She still gets a little on the side. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say she's <laughs> hard, hard to lead that life when yeah, she's been there for so long. Yeah, and then uh, Lunk the Lunk Lunkenstein. Yes, he's a beatnik <laughs> Frankenstein. Yeah. He's probably the backstory you wrote for him is probably my favorite. Yeah, he was just. Can you remember was, it? Uh, I don't remember actually. Uh, okay. I think it was yeah. like you fed him psychedelic drugs until. Uh, Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Basically, until yeah. he went insane. Yeah. Yep. As insane I think, as I, the robot. I think that out. is. Uh, I think that's the whole cast. And then there's a slew of like so many volunteers, and then um, I don't even know Lee's last name. So if you're listening to this, Lee Carr. Lee, Lee Carr. Yeah. He Two does. Ours. Yeah. He. Uh, he's pretty much Melty Mouse's persona. Op- yeah. Yeah. Operator Father or whatnot. But so there, the, there's so many. Yeah, there's just so many folks behind the scenes and all that stuff that tells and us there's lots of other accessory characters like there's a sun and a moon uh the sun doesn't really feature prominently but the moon has a lot more parts this year there is the saucitron which is the giant 
12 foot tall toaster looking robot that grinds the audience up into sauce. We got to provide sauce for our pizzas. So. <clears throat> um, the the this, more people yeah. that show up, the more pizza we can make. Times are hard. Yeah. Got to get that sauce uh, this, this, Just sli- the, the staff that has been there, because there's, been, I think, a solid couple of <laughs> solid couple of folks that have been the staff three years in a row. Yeah. So. They keep coming back. It's not our fault. <laughs> um, so that, that brings me to another question. It's how many people does it take to put on a show like this? Because they're, they're from, from the people, the disgruntled uh, workers who are out there running the carnival games to the folks behind the scene on the animatronics. I mean, it's from, like, how many people does it take to I got um, I got a list of about 25 to 30, I mean, that keep showing up. I, uh, this we, this we, show's a little lean and mean, but, uh, but that's about right. It's about 20-something. We have less show up every year, but they get more and more hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> the calling process. Yeah, I mean, it takes what just to run Saucitron. It takes what four people. Four operators for Saucitron. He's our Jabba. Yeah, one of Matt's um, best best creations. It's a big beast. So that being said, that's only one side. That's yeah. only one stage. Yeah, and then so. that's then it's backstage on our main stage. And then you have lights camera and action and then mm-hmm. staff as well so I, yeah i mean it's plus video is a huge component for this show <laughs> we started with it uh last year and we added a ton of video this year so we started shooting before um really even all the script and characters were complete for the live show before we even recorded the music just shooting all the background and video and there's a character that's fully video as well oh, in wow. this show so and I would like to say that we do travel with our with our band, and that is what you're hearing in the background. Right yes, now. this they, they have a band serenading them, the uh, the wonderful Harlequin Jazz Band they brought with them to the studio today. <laughs> that's just that's just how you roll when you when you're that's a part of the Pizza Party Massacre. <laughs> yep, <laughs> gotta have Somebody. your jazz music. So so what is it? And I, I'm sure you guys probably wear many different hats uh, during the production, but what is it that's your main role, each of you? Oh, and the show. Oh, in the show, oh, behind oh, yeah. the scenes, whatever. I mean, yeah. Well, uh, Matt and I, we were in a band for, well, I don't know, for a while. And we uh, toured around a lot, and there's lots of drive time, downtime. And so when it came up with the concept of it, Matt and I, for the first two, we were pretty much co-writers on yep. the first main main two he did the majority of the writing it seems like on part three jd and him did well it was big brainstorm Um, session all i do is write down the shit that these guys say and then i just uh, try and figure out how it all works mix it together make it happen yeah matt i I would say i mean matt is definitely the 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 ringleader he provides the motivation for all this madness i don't know but uh i think the core of it starts when matt and ben go on tour and come up with crazy you know it's it's those it's those it's those eight hour drives where you just start talking about random 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 stuff and then the insanity of the band van yeah they can be the whole show can be written in in an eight hour drive. That is true. But, so anyway, back to the question being yeah. like <laughs> I, I, writers. Yeah. Uh, these would be the writers sitting in front of you. Um, uh, ben plays 
one of the characters. He plays the drummer. He plays Croakstar the drummer. He also plays a detective in one of the in our video shorts. I do whatever is needed of yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. So that's how usually how the how the whole operation goes in the first place is like, if you are in the wrong place at the wrong time, you're gonna be thrown on stage, and we're gonna need you to do <laughs> whatever you don't want to do. That's what we need you to do as and uncomfortable you do as it, possible. Yeah, yeah you got to do it for eighteen shows. Eighteen shows oh, altogether. Wow. I got uh, I play the manager, who is. His name is Mondo Manid Mondo Manager K. Everyone calls him the Manager. They are mispronouncing his name apparently. Oh, that poor guy. Uh, I'm. Uh, I didn't want to be in this role, but I am. It's that kind of thing. Uh, JD is the video guru. Got all oh, the yeah. video taken care of, and uh, multimedia aspect of it. So, very cool. And then also like conceptually when. Because, uh, I mean, Matt was, like, yeah, art, artistic director. Because uh, Crash, Boom, Bang, old theater troupe, still kind of al- alive, whatnot. But the remnants. Card- cardboard was definitely the medium then. And then Matt started messing around with uh, pretty much the yoga mat foam, I guess, is just workout foam, whatever, whatever that was. And then uh, it was, like, whole new world. Because came in one day, and I think Stretch was the first one yeah. that you made, which was is Biffo's uh, puppet, not puppet, whatever. Dead child skeleton. Yes, whatever. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so and, there, there's a video studio um, that we all work out of a lot at Low Mill, and Matt showed up one day, and I was working on something else, and he had a sketchbook of all these characters, um, at least the first couple of characters, and he said, hey, I want to do this thing. It's called Pizza Party Massacre, and it's just like Showbiz Pizza. And I said, don't say anything else. <laughs> I'm in. What are we doing? And he said, but I, I want to make these things. And, and I was like, okay, well, <clears throat> what are you going to make them out of? And did you see, like, Lee's stuff first, or where did you find out about the foam? Foam? You told me about the foam. Oh, okay. Foam. That's what it was. I was talking Exercise about, mats from that's right. Sears. <laughs> yeah, because I was talking... Wow. I was talking to my buddy Lee Carr, who made uh, some award-winning costumes for um, for uh, one of the cons. I don't know if it was Comic Con or what's the one in Atlanta, Dragon Con. Dragon Con, yeah. And he uses this this exercise mat foam, and he made these Amazing. giant potato head no, characters. Sir. I didn't even know that was Lee. So yeah. I didn't know your last name, and I didn't know that the foam was your idea, Lee. You're awesome, Lee. <laughs> I'm shooting the microphone saying, who loves yeah. you, baby? <laughs> so so Lee made an entire set of Potato Head Star Wars characters, like, you know, the Spud Trooper and Darth Tater and, uh, you know, uh, all the other characters or whatever. And I was like, okay, you got to use this foam, Matt, because you can't be using cardboard anymore. No. we got to up it. And so he started working on this foam, and the drawings that he created literally came to life. In this stuff, he started sculpting these things, um, just cutting them out and putting them together, and he really like just furiously worked on these characters for what a month, month and a half, or something like that. Six months? Or was it six <laughs> months? Was it really six months? Uh, the first they, year it yeah. took six months to put the show together. Yeah, they they slowly came, this year came slowly, together in yeah. six yeah. days. I don't know. But, you guys, are you guys recycling some of the same stuff? I know you're adding characters, but for the yeah, there's main there's one hardly. one new character one for this character. one that was as 
mainly all on video. Well, it is all on video. Yeah. It, it's um, like he created a costume, but we shot all of the pieces for, for that one. He doesn't appear live. In fact, this would not be a spoiler, and we should get this information out as much as possible so it could explain some of the storyline. But the new character <laughs> is uh, is the the new owner of the restaurant chain, bought out the pizza party restaurant chain, and now we have a new conglomerate or whatever forming, uh, trying to change the restaurant from a pizzeria to D's Dineria to a Dineria, <laughs> which, based on the, the reason why it's called a Dineria is because I look up the suffix Ria, um, and the definition is a profuse flow so, um, as you know, uh, gonorrhea or uh, diarrhea, uh, that just means a profuse flow of some substance. So that's what our new restaurant is changing into. And so it's just, you know, all the rules are out the window. Uh, the new owner just doesn't care about anything except getting the food into the bellies of the people and getting the money into the bank account kind of thing. Uh, that's how if, it goes. If you think about when uh, Chuck E. Cheese took over Showbiz Pizza, it's essentially like what would happen if the Showbiz robots rebelled against that. Yeah. yeah. They don't want to get taken over. They don't want to get their faces ripped off and replaced. Yeah. And what happens when this new corporate entity comes in and tells you, hey, we got this cool thing called concept unification? Speaking of which, uh, music is a big part of the show. And uh, one of the tracks you brought with you today is the song called concept unification so let's take a listen to that this is concept unification from the pizza party massacre ho hum gang i have something important to tell you i've been keeping something from you and i'm certain that you know by now that some things are gonna change but it really isn't something you should worry about I have a secret, a deep, dark secret I've been keeping from my boss and my staff and myself. But a secret's not as simple as you think you could hide. It's my specific secret, but so very once alive. No longer is the case I blame myself. That's because I did it, and damn it, I'll do it again. I haven't got the time, and the hounds are closing in. So I've traded sin for sin. Concept unification. Concept unification. It's what's happening to you. Sorry, gang. But it's funny how an idea can poison the mind. Funny how a dineria serves better with time. Dineria, cha cha cha. Dineria, cha cha cha. Cha cha cha. Cha cha cha. Cha 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 cha. Unification. Oh, 
I eat a pie like every man Don't you understand? I'd take a knee if I were me At my local dinery Unification A concept as ancient as time in the ball pit Dump-a-dump-a-dump-a-do Now, down to business You've got some explaining to do, hamster it's what happening, Or whatever you happening, are I'll get you to talk It's working <laughs> It's working! <laughs> it's alive! And that was uh, Concept Unification from the show The Pizza Party Massacre, Chippy Lives. And this is the the end of the uh, trilogy this year. Yeah. End. End, end with, with some, some yeah. big air quotes. Yeah. So I, I take it to mean there, there might be more Pizza Party Massacres in the future. Yeah, I hope somebody comes up with an even crappier version. <laughs> uh, comes out with part four. Generic brand. Yeah. That's, that's the hope, at least. So music is a big part of y'all's show. Uh, what's your production process like? Do you guys all play instruments or do you just have a lot of musician friends? And you're like, come into the studio and record this crazy thing with me. Or how does it, how is, does it work? Once again, it all goes, it all goes back to Matt. And it's a MIDI keyboard and my yeah. voice. The whole show is my voice. and which, Yeah, which is he's MIDI. A, yeah. I use Reaper. Yeah, all yeah, the, yeah uh, there you go. It's good software. Yeah. All the songs and all the voices of all the characters you hear, that's all. It's all the... That guy. So wait, right every there. character's your voice? Every character. Oh, wow. Because uh, I don't got time for uh, all these other actors and yeah. whatnot. I Matt don't have time like to, to get... schedule things. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have time for that. Other people are so, in the butt. So this year the process has been Matt comes to my house every day and goes into a spare room that we've set up as a recording studio. And then like my wife and my child and everybody like wake up and say hello to him at breakfast. And when my two-year-old's on the way out the door to go to gym class or something she doesn't even say anything to me she just says bye matt because <laughs> he's been there for several weeks are you we are you uncle matt a... at this point or uh, yeah totally. your yeah. uncle matt <laughs> that's, that's awesome we, that's... Could, we could get real like morning hour radio show come on and give us a little scats there matt how about a little biffo throw in some hootsie let's let's get wild and wacky in the morning yeah. Let's do a chippy prank call here on 104 point whatever. Uh, Chippy's got the pitch shifter on him. Yeah. Sorry, I just, you know, decided yeah, no. to throw it out there. Yeah, I mean, I feel like part of the writing process, at least from uh, outside observation, is that Matt puts the script together, and then he has, like, these notions of the songs, and then he, the the script and the songs really kind of gel together at the same time. So... He's got this idea of the numbers that he wants and the acts that he wants, and then he goes into this room and then comes back out later, and it's a song that furthers the story because he's taken all of these script ideas and all of these 
vocalizations and kind of become those characters. So he has to have kind of a, a spot where he can just go be quiet for like eight hours at a time and just work from character to character. And then he comes out and then we put everything on the timeline and then start figuring out how all the timing is going to go and all the video and everything goes on top of it. Okay. So as far as uh, what your actors are actually do, and, and they are actors, and that was something that it, it was so well done the first time I saw it, it took me a minute to figure out whether or not, you know, somebody had actually set up some animatronics or whether they were just people in suits. But nice. that's, I think that that's the idea at least. But yeah. um, how do you guys get your actors to choreograph each move? Or is it kind of like do your own thing and, you know, watch these videos of the rock of fire explosion and get inspiration from that or... Yeah, they got that. I mean, I guess they had the idea already in their head with those with the animatronic situation. I mean, the re the most recent <laughs> the most recent inspiration for this and which sparked the idea even before I knew that a great Halloween show could come of this. There was a great SNL skit with like Justin Timberlake or something where they were these weird guys on a carnival ride and they were stuck and that like the ride broke down and the, the couple was stuck in the little moving cart and whatever and so but the but the the robots just sat there and stared at them while they <laughs> while they were getting worked on while there was the ride was getting repaired so um so starting from that was a good a good way to just tell them what to do just the really jerky movements and uh they uh, they knew what they were in for as soon as I explained it. Uh, they have n they have not stopped coming back, so it's like they just keep wanting to do it. I d yeah. I don't quite understand it. Um, the costumes are so horrible to wear, especially under lighting and stuff. At least this is what I've heard because I've never <laughs> worn one. Um, it's all worthwhile though when yeah. when, when you're doing it, and I mean. I I feel like this is, I mean, this is all everybody's kind of Halloween, I don't know, baby for the last last three years. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, everybody puts in their input as as, I mean, as much as is needed as far as on stage choreographing and and all that. Because it can evolve. It can evolve yeah. because it is a recording, and we don't have to practice lines really i can yeah. go back to the track and change something and but a lot of and it, it just turns into you know it's a new line or it's a new joke i yeah. can add per, per week or whatever so everybody that came on opening night they need to come again yeah. on the 31st because it's gonna be a totally different <laughs> show. Yes. it's gonna yes, be amazing yes, it, it was a soft opening this last weekend yeah I don't even know when you're going to be hearing this. But, uh, this uh, will be out uh, probably either tomorrow night or on Friday. So. All right, all right. Yeah, before the next one, hopefully. Well, there you go. You and, can be uh, listening to this on your way to come watch us. And just so we can go ahead and mention it, it's at Low Mill uh, on Saturday, sorry, Friday and Saturday, the 23rd, 24th, and again next week on the 30th and 31st. You guys have three showings a night, one at eight, one at nine, one at ten, and uh, you got some kids matinees this year, of all of all things. That's right. Those are at uh, 4 p.m. on Saturday. Yeah, each of the Saturdays, 24th and 31st. We just, uh, I mean, we just clean up the show a little bit. It doesn't take much cleaning up. I mean, it's, the whole show in general is like really bad puns, and then sometimes there's some really intense stuff. Well, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's like you said, a... Uh, 
I mean, it's it's Looney Tunes esque. Yeah. When you watch Looney Tunes when you're a kid, you pick up on the funny kid stuff. Yeah. And then, I mean, when you there's see like, it as an adult, it's like there's so much weird propaganda. There's Nazi there's jokes so much, all over the yeah, place. So much like, oh weird. man, Bugs Bunny's a transvestite. I didn't so, see it together. So it's fun for the adults because they can pick up on the stuff that's meant for adults and yeah. the kids would just be like, oh my gosh, what? They? It's a fart joke. Uh, uh, rated <laughs> so, rated yeah. SpongeBob, yeah. basically. <laughs> rated SpongeBob. We, we turn the firewall on and the robots aren't allowed to cuss. Yeah. For okay. The show. So, I guess. And there's candy. There's candy. Mm-hmm. Make sure to tell them that. I'm giving you diabetes <laughs> since 2013. That's right. It's a party massacre. Well, guys, thanks for coming out tonight. Uh, what's what's the best way for people to find out more about the Pizza Party Massacre or any other production you, you guys have going on? Uh, I am horrible at social media, but hashtag eat the pizza. Hashtag eat the pizza works. <laughs> uh, you might be able to find us. There's actually tons of those. Mm-hmm. Lowmill.net. Um, low low yeah. Lowmill.net is where, I mean, this is a spawn of um, me just asking uh, the boss if I could do a Halloween party, and this was it. Yeah. So, Lowmill.net has anything that you can, uh, any, any of the information you need to know is there. And uh, we'll be posting some pictures of the show and probably some links to videos of uh, previous years just to give you guys an idea of, of what you're getting into if it's your first time. And, uh, Go out and enjoy it. It's a really fun show. It's probably one of the most unique productions I've ever seen in Huntsville. I don't think I've seen another. I've I've traveled around. I haven't seen. I've seen some strange stuff in other cities, but nothing quite like this. The recreation of all your your terrible childhood memories slash wonderful. But uh, guys, thanks for coming out tonight. And uh, you guys are listening to Spice Radio. Thanks for tuning into the Spice Cast, and we'll see you later. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Eat the pizza. Eat the pizza. Eat the pizza. production of Spice Radio from Huntsville, Alabama. You guys know what you want and you don't have to do too much to get it. Get with us at spice-radio.com. If you have a podcast, you make music or art, or you have an event that you want to promote in the Tennessee Valley, you can find us at www.facebook.com slash Spice Radio Huntsville or on Twitter at Spice Radio HSV. And again, our website, spice-radio.com.